you, Judge. This is the time set for our status conference and omnibus hearing in the matter of ICAP Enterprises, Inc., case number 23-01243. On behalf of the debtor, we have Julian Garulli. Good morning, Your Honor. Khaled Tarazi. Good morning, Your Honor. And Dakota Pierce. Good morning, Your Honor. Assistant U.S. Trustee is Gary Dyer. Good morning, Your Honor. Vadim Rubenstein, on behalf of Serene Investment Management, LLC. Good morning, Your Honor. Jason Wax, on behalf of the committee. Good morning, Your Honor. Doug Cameron, on behalf of Oak Hills Construction. Good morning, Your Honor. And John Ducey, on behalf of creditor Anthony D'Ampo. Good morning, Your Honor. Is there anyone else on this hearing line that I did not identify? Thank you. This hearing is being recorded. Please proceed. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. We have a relatively quick hearing today. We don't have anything substantive except for hearing I signed yesterday, the various employment orders relating to the various employment applications the creditors committee had filed, and there aren't any other motions that have been noted for today's hearing. I did read the debtor's status report that was filed yesterday evening, which I thought did a good job summarizing various events that have occurred since our last hearing and then previewing where we're going, including the connection with the bid procedures motion that was filed yesterday. I'd like to give the debtors just a brief chance if they'd like to elaborate on anything beyond what was in the status conference report. I think we should just do some housekeeping on our December hearing. I saw yesterday's motion to shorten time on the bid procedures motion, so we could talk about and set a date for that and get that cleaned up. And then I had one slightly more substantive issue I wanted to just ask about while we've got everyone on the phone today. So, Mr. Grewey, why don't I turn it over to you if you have anything you'd like to cover beyond what was in the status report. Sure. Thank you, Your Honor. For the record, Julian Grewey, the Fuck Culture for the Debtors. And, Your Honor, I'll maybe just take 60 seconds to tick through very quickly what we had in the status report. In looking at it this morning in preparation for today, I did want to just amplify a couple of things in addition. So, in reviewing the status report, Your Honor, we did file three additional new debtors. On that point, not much to address really at all today. I would point out for Your Honor, one of those debtors was Colpit Sunset LLC, which, Your Honor, will recall was the transferor of a substantial piece of real property before the case. And that transaction, of course, is also the focus of 2004 discovery requests that Your Honor approved a couple of weeks ago. So, Colpit was tied up in that. And the other two debtors, I think we will address when the time comes, but they'll also each have their own sort of individual wrinkles in this case that is very much like peeling an onion. As you uncover each layer, there's more and more and more. So, second item, Your Honor, thank you for entering on an ex parte basis the order vacating the automatically set December 
Bar date, um, Your Honor, we will, of course, have a bar date in this case. Um, we just thought that that date was uh, too early in the case, especially given um, our scheduled filing date in mid-November. Um, and we also would like an opportunity, which will put, obviously, in front of Your Honor, um, in the coming weeks and months to, to provide uh, creditors with a, with a full, um, typical sort of bar date um, motion on notice um, with, with procedures for filing uh, claims and the like. Related to that, Your Honor, uh, one thing I did want to amplify is that we were able, as I'm sure the court saw, to file uh, file the schedules and SOFAs in this case by the deadline um, ordered by the court of the first day hearing. Um, I do want to say, Your Honor, that that um, was really a Herculean effort by the Paladin team largely um, to get those filed and on time. Um, they did a fantastic job. Here, as Your Honor knows, uh, there's over 30 debtors. The books and records are, are not in perfect condition, um, and Paladin and my firm, as Your Honor knows, uh, were retained just shortly before the, the bankruptcy case was filed, too. So um, it took a lot of effort, long days and nights, to get those in place. Um, and was a major focus and a major um, a major uh, it required a lot of bandwidth, Your Honor, to get those done on time. So um, I think we're all on the debtor side and the committee side, I would say, looking forward to now that those are filed, sort of moving on to the next stages of the case. Um, I also noticed, Your, uh, Your Honor, no, we, in connection with that also, very shortly after the schedules were filed, of course, had the initial uh, 341A meeting conducted by, by Mr. Dyer, which I believe went over two hours um, and was continued. Um, so we'll pick that up as well. Uh, employment applications, Your Honor, as noted in the status report, uh, Your Honor approved the retention of a committee professional. Um, just a preview of coming attractions, Your Honor. One order that uh, we hope to have uploaded um, in the not too distant future um, for approval would be the uh, order approving Paladin uh, employment, Your Honor. We've been in formal discussions with Mr. Dyer over the last few weeks um, addressing Paladin's employment. The U.S. Trustee's office's view of the J. Alex protocol. So I, I do think, Your Honor, I don't think today we need to get into the details. It was the subject of a motion, but just to Your Honor's prepare, there will be a motion addressing sort of governance going forward. Um, at the board level for um, for the, at least the top you know, entities here, but I think I'll uh, just sort of pin a, put a pin in that um, until that's filed, likely, likely later this week, Your Honor. And then um, once that is before the court, assuming it's approved, then we could also submit, uh, I think, on a agreed-upon basis, Paladin's employment order, too. Um, as I said, we're discussing that with Mr. Dyer, the committee, uh, Diffunders Council, um, all the parties. Uh, Your Honor mentioned uh, the bid procedures for what we refer to as the Senza sale. This is, is not, in the scheme of things, a huge sale transaction, but it is our, our first of what will be a number of this case. So we're trying to um, go about it in that way so that we'll sort of set a standard for how, this, uh, how these real property sales uh, will be conducted in the coming months. Um, and, Your Honor, I, I believe that is it. I did, Your Honor, also have here in my notes 
it, it probably does make sense to talk about December uh, calendar dates too um, as well. But maybe first, if you're has any questions for me um, or anyone else. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Um, that was uh, helpful and you touched on some things. I did have uh, the uh, calendar issue in the back of, back of my head, so I'm glad um, there are ongoing discussions with Mr. Dyer about that. I, I know um, an order hasn't been submitted that hasn't been noted for hearing, so I'm pleased to hear that's um, moving forward. You did touch on the one slightly more substantive thing I wanted to cover, which is uh, the new debtors, the new filings, and I'm just curious about a couple things. First, um, and I know obviously everyone got dropped into the situation here, and, and as you said, that layers of the onion keep appearing and get, keep getting peeled back. But I, I'm just curious if you have a sense of whether we're done with more debtors or if there might be more. I know that motion in order vacating the bar date referred to the prospect of potential future cases. And, and when I was in practice, I'd certainly see cases where there'd be stages of one set of debtors and then there'd be others. And, you know, there'd be, for example, there was a case called Woodbridge that my prior firm was involved in that was a giant Ponzi scheme and they knew it was kind of like whack-a-mole where new entities just kept popping up seemingly every week and some of them filed and some of them didn't. Um, but I'm, I, I'm just curious to get a sense of if they're more anticipated at this point um, or not. Yes. Your Honor, uh, for the record, Julian Gurley, Your Honor, I would say um, there, there's a fair likelihood that there will be more debtors. Um, we, do, we do not have any that we are imminently preparing to file, um, but that is an ongoing discussion, um, as you'd imagine, with, with the committee as well, um, as we're sort of collectively undertaking the investigation work stream. Um, part, part of what we're, I'll just sort of lay it out for your honor, uh, as you're aware, we're sort of balancing a number of factors in looking at these debtors. One is sort of the, if there are debtors, then there's some compelling reason to, as quickly as possible, um, get them in. Um, I think we would all agree that it makes the most sense to do so. Um, if, there are, if there are others that, um, that sort of appear on our list and we're sort of including them in the investigation, reviewing what, if any, transfers were made under that entity, uh, creditors of that entity, other assets, of course, um, other inputs into that calculation. Um, I think my, speaking personally, my, my thinking is rather than sort of piecemeal putting debtors in, if there are some that fall into that second bucket of debtors that there's not a sort of emergency basis to get them in, um, to do it sort of in a more or less consolidated way, um, just because there are, at a minimum from an administrative perspective, issues that arise, right, you know, bar dates, joint administration, and other things um, with, with those filings. And, and I also, one of our sort of guiding principles in this case, Your Honor, is that we have uh, approximately 1,800, we believe, individual investors in this enterprise in the various debtors, um, and our understanding is that many of them are, you know, not sophisticated bankruptcy, you know, distressed investors who 
know their way and frequently um, play in the bankruptcy arena. So we're, we're trying to keep what we're doing as close through with the schedules and to come, party procedures, for example. Try to make this as simple and digestible and understandable as possible for those investors. And I think consistent with that, filing you know, piecemeal debtors as they sort of pop up uh, would not be helpful. Um, so, so we would sort of anticipate doing this for those sort of second basket debtors on, uh, in more of a consolidated way, if that answers your question, Your Honor. It does, Mr. Boulin. You're, you're touching on some of the things that were in my mind just in terms of joint administration and, and bar date. I'm sure Mr. Dyer's office, you know, has thoughts about the, the 341 meetings and the schedules, and we could start add, adding on, you know, look-back periods for preference actions or preference transfer actions, yeah. the kind of difference. So it, the 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 plate of spaghetti gets increasingly complicated, I guess, the more, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing in your disclosure statement and plan how you define the term petition date, given <laughs> I, I, I think we're on board. It sounds like we'll be on at least five. Um, I guess my question, and maybe this isn't for today, we could deal with it at our next hearing, is does it make sense to have an outer date for this, or, or should we, I mean, there's a, famous opinion that Justice Thomas wrote about how deadlines, dealing with, uh, I think, Bankruptcy Rule 4003 about how deadlines, uh, in some instances, may lead to unfortunate results, but they sharpen the mind and kind of prompt action. And I'm curious if having some, some deadline beyond which we're not going to have additional cases would be helpful or if that just um, creates some a value loss. Yeah, Your Honor, I absolutely appreciate the sentiment, and I, and I, I tend to agree in principle when it comes to deadlines. I think what I would say is we're, we're still fairly early in the investigation stage that will sort of form a basis for what we describe, you know, as a, as a report, which will sort of be the cornerstone of the disclosure statement uh, for a point of liquidation here. Um, and I think maybe we could pick up that idea I suggest, Your Honor, respectfully, um, when that investigation is a little bit farther along, because I, I think we're at the phase where I, I don't, at least personally, have my arms around to a point where I would feel comfortable telling you on a specific date you would know um, that we've gotten sort of all the data we would want. I, I'd also, Your Honor, make the observation that you know we, we are sort of marching toward um, a plan of liquidation process here in, next, in the next year time frame. Um, and it does strike me that sort of getting that filed, a disclosure statement filed and approved and solicited, we're sort of going to be imposing a deadline on ourselves also um, to sort of have at least any, any debtor that would be material to that plan um, identified at the end. Um, in a time frame that allows that debtor to be uh, administered into that plan, if that makes sense, Your Honor. It does, yeah, it, it does. And, and I do understand, you know, there may be some entities out there where keeping it out of bankruptcy for whatever reason is the better better route. I mean, just 
kind of colloquially, if there's a box with assets in it, no debt, you can sell the box, get equity in the box yeah. rather than selling the assets. Maybe that's the best best way to go in a particular instance. So I I, yeah. I get that. So, okay. Um, and and Lauren, I, I, I would only add, I would just add to that, Your Honor. We, I think we will be have found or will be finding boxes where there where there are no assets or claims potentially. Um, and they're, they seem to me just to be sort of a, a box full of, you know, Chapter 11 filing fees and administrative headache. So, so those might, we might leave that um, also. Just an observation. Got, yeah. got it. Okay. That makes sense. And I, I totally understand that. Um, I, I guess my final question just relating to this subject is uh, the debtors have done a good job folding the incremental filings into the joint administration order and with the uh, ever-increasing footnote in the caption where we're adding more and more debtors, um, which is fine. I assume everyone's given some thought of, about whether these new debtors, the three from last month, or I guess they're still in November, the three from this month, and then any future ones need to get folded into the taxes order, the dip order, or I don't want to create complication when perhaps there isn't any there, but it, it did occur to me that we're having debtors that are, I think, technically outside the scope of some of the other first day orders. Yes, Your Honor. Uh, we have given that some thought. I think our, our initial thought was there was not... Um, there's not an immediate need for relief under those that suite of first day motions with respect to these three entities. Um, and, and so we didn't seek it immediately. I can't say that that would necessarily still be the case with respect to new debtors that we don't have in hand right now. Um, and, and if we did, I, I know it might be you know, too much sort of inside baseball, but we were kicking around internally whether we could do sort of a almost I mean, an omnibus order from from your honor, sort of incorporating those debtors just into that first day relief, something like that, rather than new standalone motions uh, that are effectively a new set of first day motions with each wave of filings, your honor. That might make sense. My my main concern about this would just be making sure that right now, and maybe this isn't where this case ends up, I'm sure people are thinking about this, but right now, um, certainly each debtor, you know, should be treated as a separate box and a separate entity. So I, I, I would just want to make sure that separate individual creditors at each, call it new box, are receiving notice of what's happening before they get kind of sucked into some prior order entered in a different case with a, at, at least at this point, technically separate different different debtor. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes Your Honor. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I, I, I just wanted to chat about this because I did see, obviously, the, the three new November filings and some of the relief in that case, and I've just been thinking about this, and, and, and I know it's... Uh, um, I completely understand that onion dynamic um, at play here. So, all right. Um, the final thing I wanted to chat about, and I'll give anybody else an opportunity uh, 
to be heard um, about anything before we wrap up today was just scheduling. Um, so I saw the motion last night requests a hearing um, on the bid procedures motion for the uh, for the pending proposed sale on um, the week of uh, December 18th. Um, I usually enter those motions short in time on the same day as the hearing, but here I think it makes sense to just enter an order setting the hearing as the motion request and the proposal that would do. Um, would Wednesday, December 20th at, uh, say, 11 o'clock a.m. work with this? Mr. Poole? Your Honor, yeah, for the record, Your Honor, December, apologies, I'm just pulling up my calendar. Yes, that would work. Thank okay. you, Your Honor. Um, all right, so I will um, grant the motion and shorten time, although we're only very slightly short in time, if at all, um, to set that hearing on December 20th at 11 o'clock a.m. by phone is the uh, form of order would indicate. I think working off that date, um, an objection deadline of, say, Friday, uh, December 15th, would that work okay, Mr. Dooley? I think that allows the debtor the weekend and then a couple business days to try and work out any any objection to the, to the bid procedures and then um, file a response, say, the day before the hearing. Would that, would that work? Yes. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay, uh, so December 20th, and then a December, Friday, December 15th, objection deadline. Um, in light of the setting of that hearing, we do have a preset omnibus hearing on December 12th, where I don't think there are any pending motions. Um, I was thinking, rather than having three December hearings, we also have a December 27th omnibus hearing. Maybe we just strike that uh, December 12th date. Um, what do you think about that, Mr. Green? I do think that makes sense, Your Honor. The only um, thing I would sort of note, again, as a, as a coming attraction, is I do think we will have a motion filed this week, I'm hoping, um, addressing some governance points. Uh, but maybe we, maybe we could also have that heard on the 20th. I just know that sort of those, those folks and, and the Paladin folks would like to have the, for example, Paladin retention order entered before the end of the year. But I think if we do the 20th, we would still have uh, looks like a, a week and change before a year end. That's fine. That's fine, Mr. Gould. Yeah. That, that be fine, Your Honor? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else that. Um, you'd like to notice and see up for that December 20th at the, the debtors or really the committee or any other party in interest would like to see up for that December 20th at 11 o'clock a.m. Um, hearing date and time would be fine. And then we, we do have, at least right now, the uh, omnibus hearing set the, the following week on the 27th. That's the 20th. Oh, the 27th. Yes. Yes, Okay, so uh, just so the record's clear, we will um, strike and take off calendar the December 12th um, on the hearing dates. Uh, we will set a new hearing and um, the debtors can submit uh, order on the motion short, the emergency motion, setting a hearing for December 20th at 11 o'clock a.m. with a uh, December 15th 
um, objection deadline regarding the bid procedures, and then we're leaving um, this for now, December 27th, um, on calendar. So I think that cleans up the housekeeping. Um, anything else uh, the debtors would like to cover this morning, Mr. Brewer? Not from the debtors. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay. Anything um, from the creditors committee today? Uh, for the record, Jason Wax on behalf of the committee. I just want to say that Julian outlined things really well, um, and that from the committee's perspective, we continue to work really well with the CRO and his team and everyone at Buckhalter, um, reviewing and analyzing all of the data, of which there is an enormous amount, and looking for recovery paths going forward. Um, we're making good progress trying to get documents uh, via a 2004 exam of Uncle Bank, and they've just retained counsel. And I believe they're scheduled to talk with Special Litigation Counsel this afternoon about that. So things are, are moving forward. There's still a lot to do, but uh, everybody's working well together. So that's pretty much our update. Excellent. I'm very pleased to hear that. And I did see Uncle Bank's um, counsel filed a notice of appearance. I don't think they're on the phone today, but um, they're certainly um, familiar with the court. Uh, Council has participated in several other cases, um, so I have every confidence they'll um, proceed productively uh, with regard to that request and anything else that might come up. Um, and one other, one other comment, Your Honor. In terms of uh, setting a deadline for adding debtors from the committee's perspective, um, you know, it might make sense to do that at some point, but we feel like it is definitely premature right now. We're early in the case. We're still finding a lot of things that are surprising. Um, and so I think right now the committee's perspective is that we, we do not want there to be a deadline uh, for adding more debtors. We don't want to risk the value loss there. And at a minimum, we'd like to defer that discussion to uh, a later date. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Dyer, anything from the U.S. Christie's perspective um, this morning? Not much, Your Honor. Uh, thank you for the um, inserted paragraph in the new joint administration orders. Uh, I think that covered our, our major concern on the ex parte order that was submitted, and you caught it before I did. Um, and we're trying to set all of the 341s on one day for continued and hopefully to conclude them. Um, but as new cases come in, we'll just have to deal with the timing of those matters. And I echo the court's consideration on each new case has to consider the creditors getting notice and getting notice how they are being fitted into the, the joint administration structure that this case now holds. I uh, appreciate that being part uh, part of the thinking going forward uh, from the parties who will be drafting those documents. Um, no, that's all. Thank you, Your Honor. Very good. Uh, thank you, Mr. Dyer. Um, would anyone else on the phone like to be heard uh, regarding any issues at all this morning? Okay, well, I thank everyone for uh, your time this morning and your efforts. Um, we'll make those changes uh, to the court calendar and keep an eye out for an order on the motion short in time. Um, thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. We're adjourned. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, Your Honor.